Good morning and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Friday, March 1st. On today's show, commercial real estate faces a new financing landscape. An economist warns that bonds backed by commercial real estate loans could be the next pain point for markets. Plus, Invesco pays $55 million for a New Jersey industrial asset. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with a look at the U.S. economy, which is showing resilience following a sluggish close to 2023. The Federal Reserve signals rate cuts of at least 75 basis points in 2024, likely providing conditions for the U.S. Treasury yield curve to normalize. But will these rate cuts bring stability to commercial real estate valuations and increase transaction volume? To discuss this further, we have Bella, a correspondent for Simply CRE. So, Bella, what challenges and opportunities do these rate cuts present for the industry? Well, David, the rate cuts could potentially bring stability to commercial real estate valuations. However, the industry will face challenges such as a wave of refinancings due over the next few years, a sustained higher higher cost of capital, and the need for increased equity investment. On the other hand, these challenges could also present potential opportunities. What are the implications of the Fed's intention to lower its policy rate? With inflation receding and the economy operating at nearly full employment, the Fed has signaled its intention to lower its policy rate. RSM projects that the policy rate will target 4.6% this year, 3.6% next year, and 2.5% over the longer term. As the central bank shifts to a less restrictive monetary policy, RSM expects the yield curve to normalize in 2024, moving to a range of 4% to 4.25%. How did the commercial real estate market perform in 2023, and what are the expectations for 2024? Transaction volume in 2023 was 31% lower than in 2022, as the commercial real estate market continued to navigate fluctuating valuations. However, the 10-year Treasury yield signals where investors' risk premium will price commercial real estate. Historical data suggests that a 100 basis point increase in the 10-year Treasury results in a 60 basis point rise in capitalization rates. These increases may indicate that we are close to closing the gap between buyer and seller pricing in these core sectors. What about the multifamily and industrial sectors? How are they faring? Multifamily and industrial sectors, which were red-hot in the post-pandemic period, may now experience further compression. Multifamily cap rates rose 121 basis points since the second quarter of 2022, indicating a reset from temporarily low cap rates. The industrial sector, on the other hand, has seen a rise of only 27 basis points during the same period, attributable to strong fundamentals from inflated cash flows and demand for last-mile logistics centers. What are the implications of these developments for commercial real estate borrowing costs? Increasing stability in both monetary policy and yields will help ease the cost of borrowing. However, costs will remain high, keeping cap rates elevated despite further drops expected in the 10-year Treasury yield through 2026. A larger spread between long-term yields and commercial real estate cap rates will draw investors back into all commercial sectors as their risk appetite returns and likely boost transaction volume beginning in the second half of 2024. 
What challenges do properties with maturing debt face? Commercial properties have approximately $5.82 trillion in outstanding debt, of which $2.8 trillion is scheduled to mature in the next five years. These maturing loans will generally face higher interest rates than at origination, as debt yields have doubled since early 2022, compressing returns. Lower performing assets may not be able to refinance or bear the higher cost of capital. What role will location and asset class play for institutional investors seeking quality assets? As the market continues to adjust to higher borrowing costs and compressed valuations in the face of significant maturing debt, location and asset class will play a major role for institutional investors seeking quality assets. Hotel, retail, industrial, and storage properties have been standouts for banks due to their solid fundamentals and less volatile underwriting. But as returns decline in core sectors, niche assets such as data centers, senior housing, storage, and suburban single-family rentals will be attractive areas for private debt and opportunistic equity investment. Thanks for joining us, Bella. Now shifting our focus to the property market, concerns have been raised over regional banks' exposure to troubled commercial real estate debt. However, a potentially larger issue may be emerging with Delinquencies for Commercial Mortgage-Backed Securities, or CMBS, seeing a significant increase over the past year, largely due to the struggling office sector. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you tell us more about this situation, James? Certainly, David. Commercial mortgage-backed securities are bonds backed by loans on commercial properties. Over the past year, delinquencies for these securities have spiked, with office loans delinquency rates more than tripling since the start of 2023. This is largely due to falling office values in major markets like San Francisco, Los Angeles, and New York, driven by rising vacancy rates as a result of work-from-home dynamics. So, what does this mean for investors and the market? David Rosenberg, president of Rosenberg Research, has warned that this could be the next source of pain for markets and investors. While many are focused on the AI mania, there are real signs of stress in the economy, and this is just one of them. The influx of riskier interest-only loans that back CMBS has left holders exposed to this sharp decline in commercial property values. And how does this compare to the concerns about banks' commercial real estate exposure? Rosenberg notes that the CMBS market is the bigger problem. Investors are directly exposed to falling property values and poor loan performance. Major US banks have been grappling with a surge in commercial mortgages over 30 days late, with total delinquencies on the debt surpassing reserves set aside to deal with loan losses. However, the total CMBS delinquency rate has risen from 2.94% in January 2023 to 4.66% in January this year. The delinquency rate on office debt backing the bonds has gone from 1.86% to 6.3% in a year. So what could be the potential implications of this? Rosenberg suggests that what we're seeing so far in increased provisions by banks may just be the tip of the iceberg. The wave of CMBS defaults could be the next domino to fall for investors. It's a situation that certainly warrants close attention. Thanks for that report, James. Now. Shifting our focus to the real estate sector, Invesco Real Estate has recently acquired a significant industrial asset in New Jersey, the 216,000-square-foot industrial building located at 152 Ridge Road in South Brunswick Township was purchased for $55 million. 
Here to discuss this transaction is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Could you tell us more about this property, Celeste? Certainly. The property was last traded in 2018 when it was sold by J. Franco & Sons for $22 million. Built in 1991, the warehouse and distribution facility features 33 loading doors, 30-foot clear heights, insulated ceilings, ESFR fire sprinklers, solar panels, and approximately 125 parking spaces. At the time of the sale, the building was fully leased to Five Star Warehouse, a third-party logistics company. And who facilitated this transaction? The transaction was brokered by JLL Capital Markets. The team was led by managing directors Jordan Avanzato and Mark Duval, directors Nicholas Steffens and Jason Lundy, senior managing director Jose Cruz, and associate Connor Walsh. What can you tell us about the location of this property? The property is located in New Jersey's Cranberry Submarket, which is close to Interstate 95. This location provides easy access to the Philadelphia and New York City metropolitan areas, making it a strategic location for logistics operations. How does this transaction fit into the larger picture of industrial transactions in New Jersey? New Jersey ranked fourth for industrial transactions nationwide last year, according to a recent Commercial Edge report. The state generated a $2.7 billion, with assets trading at $218 per square foot on average. This is significantly above the nation's average of $129 per square foot. This transaction is a testament to the robust industrial market in the state. Thanks for those insights, Celeste. Speaking of interesting developments, let's shift our focus to the Seattle metro market, where commercial real estate is experiencing a significant downturn. Last year, the sale of offices, retail, and industrial buildings and land totaled $6.3 billion, the lowest since 2011. The market had 5.6 billioners in sales during the aftermath of the Great Recession. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you tell us more about this slump in the Seattle market? Certainly, David. The Commercial Brokers Association report shows that commercial sales of $250,000 or more in several counties, including King, Snohomish, Pierce, Spokane, Kitsap, and Thurston, have taken a hit. The report also included multifamily sales of more than $250,000 of properties with five or more units in King, Pierce, and Snohomish counties. Overall, the volume of real estate sales fell 64% from 2022. That's a significant drop. What's causing this downturn? The report attributes the drop-off to higher interest rates. However, it also mentions that interest rates have likely peaked for this cycle and the market is starting to see more institutional sales. But it's worth noting that many of these sales are properties transacting below replacement cost reduced values compared to just five to six years ago. What does this mean for the properties involved? The report suggests that these reduced values indicate the likelihood of fundamental vacancy or cash flow issues or loan or financing challenges with the properties. It's a complex situation that could have far-reaching implications. And how has this affected different types of buildings and different counties? Last year, multifamily building sales held the top rank compared with 2022. Retail buildings moved to second from fourth, while office buildings fell to fifth from second. Office sales volume fell 76% last year from 2022, while industrial or flex sales fell 69%, land 60%, and retail and multifamily properties by 58%. By county, 
Sales volume plunged 71% in King, 61% in Snohomish, 42% in Pierce, and there were also significant decreases in Spokane, Kitsap, and Thurston. This must have a significant impact on local and state governments. Indeed, David. Local and state governments depend on real estate excise tax revenues. With this downturn, the city of Seattle is facing a $230 million budget deficit next year. Thanks for the insights on that challenging situation, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow.